This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Today, I want to talk to you about a new favorite saint of mine, Saint Kateri Tekwatha. And Saint Kateri is, we call her the Lily of the Mohawks because she was uh, born a Mohawk and in the area of New York State in 1656. And she died at a young age, only 24 years old. Her story is is beautiful. So there's Jesuit missionaries that had come around, and she was really taken with their story and and taken with this with knowing Jesus and the Great Father. And our Lord just took a hold of her soul as soon as she was hearing these things, and and she converted. She was an orphan. Her parents had died when she was very young, four years old. They died from smallpox, and she had it and survived, but her face was very scarred from it. So she always had the scarring from the smallpox. So she was raised by relatives, and then when these Jesuits came around and she she wanted conversion, what happened was she wanted to give her whole life to Jesus, everything, and she would not take a husband. And her relatives wanted her to marry and so this caused a lot of problems in her very young life. And she was really mistreated by the tribe because of her desire to live like a Christian. Anyway, she was baptized and she was confirmed. And I want to talk a little bit about her confirmation name. Her confirmation name is Catherine. And her confirmation saint is Catherine of Siena. You know, we think about Catherine of Siena being kind of fiery and, and uh, a little bit more out there, a, uh, you know, given a job by Jesus to change the culture she's in and tell the Pope what he needs to do. And, but the thing about Catherine is that at her young age, too, her family had designs on her to marry. They needed her to marry or thought they needed her to marry to make alliances and things. And they were very angry with her when she refused to marry and and cut her hair so that she would not look attractive and did everything to refuse them. And they did. They mistreated her. And in this way, she and Kateri are very similar that, that uh, the world, their culture, had other plans for them. But their heart was already given to Jesus. And he was going to have all of them. He was their bridegroom. So because of this mistreatment, Kateri was forced to go leave her tribe and go and live among uh, uh, Christians. And this is interesting because here is a great rejection. You know, we, we've, we think about wounds that people have, and often 
almost all the time, you can trace sin back to a wound almost all the time. So when we're wounded, and we all will be wounded, and we're wounded when we're little, all through our lives, what we do with that wound uh, really has a lot to do with how we'll live our life and if we'll get into sin or not. And the wound of rejection, so as a young child with her, her parents dying, a child can take that as rejection even though it's unintentional. That could be a wound. But the wound of her tribe where she really had to leave, that had to be a feeling of, of being really, really alone. We don't want you. We don't like you. You're not like us. And that's a hard place to be. And think about that. In our culture today, our culture is very hostile to our love for Jesus. It's hostile to the Catholic Church. It's hostile to everything. And, and the culture wants to pull us away uh, by giving us a community to, to belong in that would that would actually lead our souls to hell and, and, and maybe our children, our grandchildren. So we have to think that in a way, like Kateri, we need to escape our culture. And how do we do that? We come to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is the answer to the horrible situation that the world is in today. We are in unprecedented times. So for Kateri, it's kind of like a, a microcosm. For us, it's a macrocosm because it's the whole world. The whole world is kind of going crazy right now. We've had so much upheaval. We are seeing Western civilization unravel. People don't even know if they're a man or a woman. People don't know what it's like to be born in a family with a mom and a dad. So there's a lot, and wars, and, and COVID, and riots, and there's just a lot. The world is really wounded. If we're going to remain with Jesus, if we're going to, to come to the one who has all the answers, Jesus is the answer to everything, everything. He's the answer. And so, of course, he set up this church. And so that's where we need to be. And, and not just for Sunday Mass. We need to immerse ourselves in the culture that is Catholic. Claim and take hold of our rich heritage with all the beauty, the art, the music, the, the teachings, the traditions, everything that's there, all the different orders, the Dominicans, the Franciscans, all this here with Kateri, the, the Jesuits who came and brought the good news, the, the, the message, the charisma to her and her people. So we need to embrace all of it. This is a unique Catholic culture. It goes across time, all the way back to Christ, and now it connects everybody in the world. So I see Kateri as kind of a microcosm. She had to go to the church. She had to go where her people were, her true people, and her homelands truly in heaven. We need to, to keep sight of that. She's just such a great example, because think about it. In the late 1600s, did a Indian maiden have any rights? Did she have any resources, any place to go, anything? She was completely stripped. She had to go to Jesus and find other Christians to live out her life. She lived it out in a simplicity. One of the Jesuits said of her that when you were with her, 
it was impossible not to feel the love of God. She was joyful. She was joyful. And so when we have wounds of rejection like this, it's Jesus. He is the one who can heal us. And I would really like to encourage all of the listeners here to investigate and take up the practice of Ignatian meditation on scriptures, especially with Jesus. Because if we have wounds and we go into scripture and we put ourselves there and we imagine the scene, it's called holy imagination. Jesus will will show us things. He'll do things with us. He'll heal us. There's a lot of healing to be had through this type of prayer and, of course, through confession and through just returning to church. If you haven't been to confession in a long time, I encourage you to do it. Come to the church. Come where the answers to every societal ill, to every aching of the human heart can be found. This is exactly what Kateri did. She followed Jesus in the context of her life, in the simplicity of her life, no matter what it cost. And we can do the same. Think about it. We have canonized saints. I'm glad that uh, Saint Kateri is, is canonized. But what if she wasn't? She would still be a saint, right? And there's many among us who are not recognized, we're not canonized, holy people. Hopefully we die a saint. Hopefully we do. That's the goal. No one gets into heaven without being a saint. So thank God for purgatory. We're all going to be saints if we want to be in heaven. Let's take that, that example of her simplicity that where she was, you know, she, when there, were, there was at one point like battles between the Mohawks and a neighboring tribe and there were injuries, she served, she took care of the sick. She was humble, she was loving, she was joyful. She lived her Christian life. She had to follow Jesus if it meant being separated, being rejected. She just lived in a simple way. I'm following Jesus no matter what it means for me today. I'm following Jesus no matter what it means for me today, no matter what my current situation is for us this culture, this hostile culture we're in, just like for her, which was the tribe was hostile towards her because of her Christianity. We just make those choices and we keep returning to Jesus, grow in holiness, maybe, maybe practice Ignatian meditation, holy imagination, and become saints ourselves. That is my hope for you. It was a privilege to share her story, a little bit of it with you today. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Onderko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com 
or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.